Okay, welcome to episode 7 of Voyages of the Black Dog. This will be the final podcast of our 2016 uh, Charleston to Cape Charles, Virginia trip. I'm actually in the car with uh, Bill Phillips. Oh, by the way, this is Jay, uh, and I'm in the car with action figure Bill. Heading back to New Jersey, we've left the Black Dog in Cape Charles. Uh, Bob and Matt are heading back down to Charleston and Beaufort, respectively. And Bill and I are in the car, and we want to do like one final podcast on the food because we ate particularly well on this voyage. And and I, I mean, not that we don't normally eat well, but I think we were very well prepared for for food wise and had things laid out. And just kind of want to talk to uh, talk about that a little bit. So, Bill, uh, you are obviously the designated chef of the Wafflers. Uh, it seems to be so. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you know that the what the what your planning was for for this trip and how you did the meal prep. Well, the the, the first part of it is uh, there's an old saying about armies and that armies fight on their stomach, and so I sort of feel that way about any real activity or any prolonged activity, whether it's sailing, backpacking, any multi-day activity you want to make sure that you're you're uh, fed correctly so it was important to me to um, try to make a uh, a menu up that would be uh, you know sufficient to feed hungry people who are being active and being outdoors and uh, make it you know reasonably healthy and and uh, uh, give them you know enough energy to do all the things they wanted to do so uh, among some of the sort of preliminary research for the trip, I was reading up on some sailing blogs and how people go about getting ready to do cruising trips. And uh, one of the big things I brought away from it was um, basically uh, preparing the food ahead of time and then just having to, to warm it. So basically we ate leftovers for quite a few days. Um, in addition to that, there were some other uh, prep jobs that were done beforehand. Uh, like we had uh, a stir-fried pork one night, and so you know, slicing the pork loin up is a lot easier in a uh, well-equipped home kitchen than it is on a pitching and rolling boat. You know, the the stability of your two feet and with a very sharp chef's knife is much better than being passed around a cab and trying to chop this meat. So uh, whatever, uh, especially knife work I could do ahead of time, uh, I tried to get done. So uh, basically for the, uh, the menu planning, I, I tried to do sort of uh, one, one pot or two pot meals. Um, so that we didn't have to dirty a lot of dishes and I, we only have a, a limit of two working burners on our stove uh, on the boat. So uh, I had a limitation of uh, uh, how many pots I could cook with at once anyway. And of course, any way to conserve uh, water and time on a boat is essential. Now, I noticed with some things, like the uh, we had what, canola or... Uh, and, we had, and uh, couscous, or we had couscous and rice. 
Was that stuff that you prepared at the time we are eating, or did you just prepare that ahead and warm that back up? Well, some of it, the, like uh, couscous, is a, um, it's easy to prepare because uh, basically you bring water to a boil, you dump the water in, and then you let it sit, so it doesn't require a lot of heat. So that's a, that's a great, uh, it's a, it's a great um, uh, carbohydrate to take uh, both backpacking or sailing, very easy to prepare because you don't have to cook it for a long time. You just get the water to a boil, dump it in, it absorbs all the water, it makes a, a, a nice carbohydrate and it's pretty quick. It's done in 15 minutes, but it doesn't require a large, uh, uh, you know, a continuing heat source. So, uh, you know, it's easy to do. Um, so. Uh, the rice that I had, I had rice in the jambalaya, and that was pre-cooked, and I just put it in the jambalaya. And it's sort of like, uh, it, essentially, it's really a, a, a thickener, um, but it's also providing you with uh, uh, a good carbohydrate so that uh, you can uh, balance, you know, all the nutritional needs. So uh, what I tried to do is have take, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, vary the menu a little bit. So the, the, the menu came out as um, a jambalaya, which is primarily uh, chicken and andouille sausage as far as the proteins go, and a Cajun uh, spice uh, profile. Uh, chili con carne, and, and my chili is really like, it's a, it's a five bean chili. I throw all sorts of different um, beans in there and a pound of meat for four people and uh, some whatever else is laying around the kitchen sort of. It's sort of a catch-all dish for me. And uh, We did the uh, stir-fry. We did uh, uh, stir-fry pork, so, you know, uh, a bit of an Asian influence there. Um, then... Uh, uh, we had a uh, chicken apple sausage with uh, couscous uh, with uh, chopped apricots, uh, white raisins, and uh, pistachio nuts. And so that's, I'm not sure what profile that is. Maybe a sort of a Mideastern. And then uh, we also had on deck, but we never made, uh, was uh, uh, chicken quesadillas. So another back in the sort of uh, Tex-Mex to go with the chili. But it's a bit of a varied menu, so you're not eating the same, the same flavor profiles every day. So, you know, it makes things a little bit more interesting. And then for, for lunches, we had, you know, cold cuts, things like that. Uh, breakfast. It was uh, sort of inconsistent. We had oatmeal one day. We had a sort of a uh, what I call a garbage dish, uh, which is you know eggs mis mixed with chopped vegetables. We had some leftover andouille sausage and fried that up and put it in. And whatever other um, uh, sorts of. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, food stuffs around the kitchen that we weren't using for any other dishes. So, uh, and then 
we had some snack foods. Uh, we had, uh, you know, a four-pound bag of trail mix, which uh, took the whole week to go through, and some chocolate-covered super fruits. Uh, um, but this gave us a little bit of variety, some sort of energy food if we needed it, and things like that. Right. So. Um, now, now you had, uh, we had, or I would say you, you had gotten Bob to sort of inventory what stores were on the boat. And I think one of the things that you made sure of was that just in case the refrigeration went south on us and, and we couldn't keep these foods, uh, that we did have like sort of some dry food that we could heat up. Right. We had some, uh, um, uh, there, there were some, uh, dehydrated meals on board. So if we could, uh, if the, if the refrigeration failed... We could have some hot meals. There were some uh, canned food so that, uh, you know, didn't necessarily need to be heated even, but, you know, you can eat uh, prepared canned foods. Um, there was, you know, bread, uh, you know, some more shelf-stable items like, you know, peanut butter, jelly, that sort of thing. So, you know, if we had a total breakdown in all the... Uh, cooking area and refrigeration area we still had food that we could make it through you know three to five days uh, on that food and i think another area and we talked about in in some of the earlier podcasts about preparation was done for this trip i think this is one area that we didn't highlight before but i know really this menu was worked out ahead of time as to in past trips we were just walking around uh, the harris teeter down there uh, grabbing whatever struck our fancy and throwing it into a basket. Yeah, I, I mean this. Uh, it made it, it made everything a lot easier prepping stuff beforehand and having the menu out because um, while uh, I am very interested in a multitude of spices and flavor profiles, um, the the rest of the crew maybe isn't quite that interested or have the variety so it was uh, easy for me to um, put my spice packets together at home and not end up having to have Bob go out and buy a bunch of spices that are just going to sit in his kitchen and go to waste you know where where I could just go into my pantry and not even have to buy this stuff and expend all this money because spices are expensive and put the spice packs together, put them in the plastic bags, bring them down, have them pre-mixed and ready to go. And so, you know, uh, an hour worth of prep at my house probably saved, you know, $50 and, and in a couple hours trying to run around find them and finding things. So, uh, I think another area that, that sort of maybe helped out a little bit, it's probably more for keeping me and Bob out of the store because Bob and I are like the king of the impulse buyers. You know, like, we'll just like wander around the supermarkets like, oh, we should get this, we should get this. But I think you sent Rhonda and Bob a shopping list. Yeah, I put the, what I did is I, I made my menu up and uh, I, I added in probably, uh, I, I put it in Excel. So, uh, uh For uh, 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 for each uh, for 
uh, each set of uh, menu directions and that had the ingredients, I just put it into an Excel spreadsheet and then I consolidated all the ingredients so that we knew how much of everything we right. needed and information like that. So um, that made the shopping list easier because then I could sort of uh, group it um, right. by um, by uh, by ingredient as opposed by to ingredient, right? So all uh, all of our uh, sorry about the rumble strips. Yeah, we're getting we're coming up to a toll here. <laughs> um, uh, all of our vegetables were together, and all of the proteins were together, and all the snack foods were together. So. Hopefully, it, it aided in the shopping experience. Hello. 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 That's just the toll taker. Thank you. So, and I, and I think where where I think where that helped out a little bit too is uh, Rhonda, instead of sending uh, Bob or uh, Bob off to the store, was able to use the uh, local shopping areas just online. Uh, tool to sort of shop shop over the phone and or shop online and then just go pick it up I, I think it made her happier too that we actually had some menu planning and uh, it, 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 it wasn't just you know right. large slabs of beef <laughs> every uh, night every night so uh, but I think it was a you know a reasonably balanced uh, menu and and you know it was a, a lot easier to prepare knowing that I had all the ingredients what needed to be done and we could sort of keep on a little bit of a schedule because it tends to uh, it tends to fluctuate a little bit and we don't really want to do that when we're out sailing we want to keep uh, keep sort of a schedule so that when we start getting close to starting up our watch schedule for overnight sales were fed, cleaned, and ready just to go do our watches, and uh, I think uh, it, it's a, uh, a more effective way of, of uh, like, safer, happier, uh, better way of, uh, of uh, doing, managing uh, our time. Now, I know that John Belaya was a personal favorite of mine. I know that a little bit too spicy for some of the crew, but uh, I really enjoyed that. Where'd you come up with that recipe from? Uh, that that actually came off a, a cruising website, and uh, and I don't remember which website that is off the top of my head. But you, you we can revisit yeah. that or yeah. put a link in uh, yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about uh, menus, just in case anyone's worried about this, is uh, menus are not uh, are, are not copyright. Uh, they're not subject to copyrights, so uh, if you find a menu, you can use it in any way, shape, or form. And but I will try to uh, give an attribute to uh, the the person where I where I found this. And, and uh, I think there's a little amusing anecdote about the pork loin and the the volume of pork loin. Yes. Uh, so uh, so the uh, pork stir fry, which was a big hit, it was a pork stir fry. Uh, with uh, snow peas, and then I added some uh, 
uh, sauteed peppers and the, the spice profile was basically uh, garlic, ginger, soy. Um, uh, it, it called for uh, two pounds of uh, pork loin cut into very small strips. And uh, when we got to Bob and Rhonda's, uh, Rhonda mistakenly hit the number eight instead of the number two, apparently. And so we had eight pounds of pork loin. A single eight pound piece of pork loin. So that was a very large pot. So uh, um, Friday night, while we were, uh, uh, had arrived in Charleston, uh, uh, we decided to lop off about a third of that and uh, grill it for uh, uh, dinner on Friday night. I hadn't really anticipated doing that, but it turned out not to be a problem. Uh, we had a, a nice local Charleston uh, uh, dry rub to put on it, and uh, we just grilled it outside and, uh, on, on Bob's grill and uh, had a really nice dinner with that. Uh, kale chips, uh, roasted kale chips, and uh, a tall screen salad. In case no one's familiar with kale chips, it's a very easy recipe. You take kale, you cut the stems out, uh, shred it into about potato chip sized bites, uh, sprinkle a little uh, uh, olive oil on it, uh, some uh, sea salt, and uh, roast it for about 10 minutes uh, at, at 375 degrees. Turn it over with a spatula once, roast it for about 10 minutes or until it turns, starts to turn brownish. And you get a nice sort of uh, crispy finish. It's crunchy, but it's sort of chewy at the same time. And they're uh, delicious, simple, and it's a very easy and healthy dish. And that, I, I did note that Bob uh, tried to pull the same trick Saturday night and say, Well, Bill, what do you think we should have for dinner? And I think the answer to that was, Let's go out. Right, we're going out, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, so well, all in all, I think uh, you know we got a uh, we we certainly recouped a, a lot of benefits from that uh, from the pre-planning and also a huge benefit on the pre-preparation and pre-cooking of the uh, of the food. All right. Well, Bill, thank you for all the hard work on the menu, and uh, looking forward to whatever you're coming up with for our next voyage. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>